You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Hey everybody, welcome to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. I'm Luke, your host, along with Steve and Vicky. Good afternoon. Hello. Yeah, we are filming. We've already had a heated discussion about nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You would think we were the Seinfeld show. That's right. But we are are definitely a reality TV show. We may or may not be like family, so. Yes, there you go. You two might be married to us first. We could be. It's possible. At one time we doubted it. Yeah. But you might need to elaborate on that. Yeah. Kids, <laughs> 36 years into our marriage, kids raised, grandkids born, we we started asking who. Uh, Where's our birth certificate? Our marriage who who uh, recorded our marriage license? Because I know I didn't. Mm-hmm. My dad was my best man, and he said, "No, I never came near that thing." And pastor, nope, never done that in our life. And we went we had, on honeymoon, and we had no idea. And here we were, 36 years married, and had kids and grandkids, and we had no marriage certificate, yeah, and we had no idea if we were married, and then. You know, we suddenly realized you can go on Spokane County Courthouse, and <laughs> there it was. We found it, and we ordered a certificate and proved we were married. We are indeed married. That's good. We are indeed married. We were there, but we didn't know if we were ever legally years. married. <laughs> 44 long years. For me, it, yeah, it doesn't feel like 44 long years to me. Because you haven't lived with you, I guess. That's probably that's the truth. Absolutely the truth. There you go. I have no grid for living with me. <laughs> well. You'd probably be in trouble if you did. Okay, uh, we never mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, being married to yourself is a new thing in the world. Yeah, it's probably new. Yeah, People yeah, are trying mind. to go file taxes as married <laughs> to themselves, so I don't think we want to get into that. Pass. Today. That's different. There's definitely lots. That of, might yeah. be walking by the flesh. Yeah. Well, on that note, let's. Uh, right. On that note. Let's turn to uh, the scripture. We're going to look at Galatians chapter five today. Okay. Um, Paul speaking, and Paul's always good. This is a. Uh, uh, this passage of scripture is one that everybody uh, quotes. Okay. Part of. Okay. But I don't think we always read the read it in context, so let's look at it a little bit. We'll zoom out a little bit and see what he's saying. So, uh, just to give it a little bit more context, he, he is, this is a passage Steve will refer to often where he tells people to mutilate themselves for leading people astray from the truth. So, Paul's really on a bit of a... Did you say Steve? Steve will quote Paul about how you... You know, Paul tells people to mutilate themselves oh, okay. for leading people Good. astray. I think I probably needed to correct that a little bit, just so the reader, the viewers know what you're talking about. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, but he's he's talking about how people are trying to live the law and the spirit at the same time. Yep. Right, and circumcision and at the same time as being Christians, and he's saying, you know, you were do, you were running well, and who, who stopped you from obeying the truth? And he's calling them back, and then he says, "You've been called to freedom." I'm going to start in verse 13. Okay. If you are called to freedom, brethren, only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh. Oh, boy. But through love, serve one another, for the whole law is fulfilled in one word. Uh, in the statement, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit, and the Spirit sets against the flesh for these are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please but if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law 
Now, these, these are the flesh or Evan, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, <laughs> drunkenness, carousing, and things like these, of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. There is no law. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Well, let's do the last one. Why not? Let us not become boastful, challenging one another, envying one another. It's good. Okay. A lot of words there. Lots of stuff going on. But um, I... Then I was like, oh, I could just do this part or this part, but I felt like I just couldn't cut it anywhere. So what is uh, what is going on here, I guess, is a good place to start. Well, in a great and mighty nutshell, yeah. Yeah. It, it calls us to love selflessly, which shouldn't have to be said twice. Love and selfless is the same thing. Mm. And uh, the flesh is selfish or hate. And so you, you, you live hatefully towards yourself. You live hatefully towards everyone you know when you live in the flesh. You're at, you're at odds with everything in the spirit when you live selfishly and by the flesh. And you live for everyone around you when you abstain from the flesh but walk by the spirit and... Where, where, did, where did that spirit start? Uh, for these are the, the fruit of the spirit in verse 22. Mm-hmm. Is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. And it goes on for quite a while. Yep. It's, it's a, you know, all nine fruit yep. of the spirit. And uh, it's pretty awesome the way when you read those out and look at them in your life, they are selfless. They are serving. They are giving. Read chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians about what love is. It's very much about others and then the command of christ to love one another as i have loved you you the the if you want to be great in the kingdom of heaven learn to be the servant of all the serving the giving the laying down your life the selflessness and then you know um you must wash each other's feet i must wash your feet you must wash each other's feet Mm -hmm. just as i have taught you you must teach others just as i have done for you you must do for others and then no greater love has any man than that he lay his life down for his neighbor this is the nutshell of what this all the verses you just read Mm -hmm. love and be selfless towards one another and everyone else don't hate and be selfish Towards your loved one, towards the people around you that you're supposed to love, and everybody else, and that's the nutshell version. It's really good. Well, I think it goes on. I was talking. I was actually reading Hebrews today, which is in, in and of itself a miracle because it's Hebrews and the Melchizedek thing and everything with the high priest. But, <laughs> but, but um, the, I think this is fascinating. They talk about the law, mm-hmm. and 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 um, the old. Co- it's actually the new covenant, old covenant mm-hmm. versus each other, basically. And he says, um, uh, it says, for if you, we go on sinning willfully mm. after receiving the knowledge of the truth, which is Jesus, right? There no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, yeah. but a terrifying expectation of judgment and the fury of, of fire, which will consume the adversaries. 
anyone who sets aside the law of Moses dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severe punishment do you think he will deserve who has trampled underfoot the Son of God? Hmm. So, and then it goes on about, you know, the, the covenants and everything. But um, the list there is, is incredible, you know. I mean, I, and we all can find ourselves at times in our life loose living and stuff. Right. So, you know, it's, it, you didn't even go on to be about the, um, you know, the great, the commandment. You didn't even right. talk about the commandment right. yet. Yeah, so why don't you. referred to it. Yeah. It, so what, so that's, that's something that we've, that's really been clear to us in the last 20 years is the, 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 com, the command that Jesus gave us. Right. And God. I ask, I ask Christian leaders constantly, what did Jesus command us? And a hundred, like, I mean, it's hundreds straight or they say this that you shall love your neighbor as you love yourself and even here it says this fulfills the law Mm. where jesus taught it was when a guy asked what's the greatest commandment in the law that's right so what we try to do today is we try to we try to fulfill the law right what's really clear another nutshell about the new covenant is you can't you can't fulfill the law no so you can't really do that so you have to fall upon grace and we are saved by grace and that through faith. So the key is to look up acts of faith. Loving others as he has loved you is going to cost a bit. Uh, foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Come and follow me. Yeah. And uh, it's like you want to love as he loved, you're gonna, it's going to cost you something. It's not just going to cost you something, it's going to mostly cost you everything. Mm. And it's really an amazing journey of watching God bless this life of blessing others of being unselfish or selfless. And so I've asked, I don't know, 120 Christian leaders. What did Jesus command us? And 120 Christian leaders spout this. They say, this is what Jesus commanded us. And this is not, it's, it's that many in a row wrong is just, I mean, it ought to be 119 to 50, you know, I mean, like, even if we're really bad or 119 to 119, but it's 119 to zero in terms of answering that question. What did Jesus command us? And it's shocking because Jesus commanded, he says, this, I command you that you'll love one another as I have loved you. A new commandment I give you to love one another as I, just as I have loved you. So then love one another. And it's, I mean, it's a standard that is so wild. It is sacrificing, selfless, laid down, life laying down for others, for the world around you to serve and, and, and serve even the least of these. Even your enemy, it says, what, what does it profit you to serve only those who have something to give you in return or those who you like or love or easy, who are easy? No, the, the heathens can do that. Anyone might even die for a good man. But no, you die for a bad man. Now that'd be really, that would be faith. (laughs) And we're saved by grace and that through faith. So that means you can't have grace without faith. I mean, it's very clearly stated. Grace comes by faith. And so, I mean, it's such an easy, simple philosophy. And yet in today's world, it is confused to the utmost. It's hard to believe how confused it is to the utmost of human understanding that you love your neighbor as yourself is not the command of Christ. It is so far above that in selflessness, in action, action of faith. Yeah, that's really good. And the thing is, like you, you often say, Steve, is that um, 
you know, if you don't love yourself, don't love your neighbor, you don't love yourself, you know, or vice versa, it's a very low standard of, of love. Right. And to, to love as, as we've been loved with the sacrificial love of Jesus Christ and laying down his life. and That know. would be like if I don't want to like you, all, I'm, I'm, I can't because I have to like you. But if I just go ahead and don't like myself, it, then I'm okay to not like you. pass a test. I, yeah, then I'm okay to not like you. All I got to do is lower my bar of how much I like me or love me. And what I do for me, and then I can don't have to yeah. do anything for you either. Yeah, and then the next scripture after that, after that, mm-hmm. um, it says, "But if you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another." I mean, it. I think it's so. It's just destructive. Yeah. When you you know it talks about just just ways of destruction of the flesh, you know, goes on to all those things, and I mean, you know, how many people have have been guilty of you know just it's, we're talking about accidental sin right you know intentional sin is what hebrews was talking about yep. that there is there there may not be any i don't think i want to do intentional sin and think that jesus is going to just forgive that because as i read the new testament it seems as though intentional sin is is very forbidden mm-hmm. but these things in this list you know i mean it's, it's you know impurity at times jealousy outbur- outbursts of anger right Who's disputes. not guilty of that? Disputes. How I many t- dissensions, factions? Well, just be married, right? Those are like th- those. Those are part of your life sometimes. Um, envying, you know. Hopefully not carousing and drunkenness and all these, but those would be intentional. But there's some unintentional sins in here that cause us to stumble. Yeah. And I mean, this. Well, I it mean, can be both, right? The, right. Like some people are okay with their outbursts of anger. Correct. And some people. They give credit to get it. Get overwhelmed in a moment and yes. maybe have an outburst of anger. So the exit. So I think it def- differentiating. That's really good. Yeah. Differentiating too with like what's intentional, what's yeah. unintentional sin. That's in good. my opinion, that that has to be defined. Yep. Well, this is one. Last week we talked about you know the conditions Jesus put on becoming a disciple. Right. You cannot be my disciple unless cannot. you yep. do. Sorry, you cannot be my disciple if you do. Right. Blah, well, blah, 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 right? Several right. things, yeah. You know, and this is, again, what Paul says. Uh, he makes that list of the flesh, which Vicky just quoted, and he just said, and I, I forewarn you, yeah. as, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of will God. Will not. Come on. I mean, it's like, what is going on here? It's over and over and over. Every week that you give us a scripture, yeah. It's pretty much very evident. What are we doing with the churches? What are we doing to people sitting in the churches? What are people not reading? I mean, what false narrative is going on here? It scares me. It's not may not either. It's like... (laughs) No. Will not. So most of the teaching of today, most of the acceptance of... Christianity today is that you live in the spirit and the flesh at one time, and they, and that's why it's okay. You can you can be up front, you know, worshiping, sh- quaking and shaking yeah. and worshiping and prophesying and yeah. speaking in tongues and and claiming you're feeling God and just having a real and then, but you can also be walk right out the door and live in the Christ. flesh, yeah. and yet it says um, that the for the flesh in verse 17 for the flesh sets its desire against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. Mm. I mean, it's like, you, how do you live a life in the flesh and the spirit? And that was what Paul was writing most of his letters to combat, because the church was being infiltrated even in those days by the very same philosophy Gnosticism. we are infiltrated by in these days. They, it was called Gnosticism okay. then, and I'm sure, and there were other things, Hellenism, and sure. it was all these versions and. These, these sidelines of the same idea that I can have the spirit 
and I can have the flesh. And so he's saying very clearly here, the flesh is set against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh. It, you know, it's mortal enemies are not going, are not inhabiting the same space. You either walk by the flesh or you walk by the spirit and the, and that never the twain shall meet, never the, never crisscrossing, never intentionally living in the flesh, never knowing you were doing something by the flesh and being okay with it or making an excuse for it or explaining it away. Okay, but the question for, I have for you is, and this is, this is a dilemma that we, we see in, in some of the streams we've been in, is that you feel the Holy Spirit, you worship, you, you know, you quake and dance and, and you prophesy, so you say the spirit lives in you, makes his home in you, yeah. and then you go out and do this, and he hasn't rejected me because he's still speaking to me. And so you, is that, well, is that um, um, opposite of what you're saying? No, what they're doing is up. What they're doing is what I'm saying is wrong. Jesus said, on that day, many will come to me and say, Lord, Lord. And I will say, why do you call me Lord and you don't do what I'm saying? Why do you call me Lord and try to live in the flesh when my spirit is trying to live in you? And he says, I didn't know you. And they said, well, we spoke in tongues. Yeah. We prophesied in your name. Yeah. And he's going to say. Away from me. Away from me, you sinner. Right. And so I, it is way less important what a person says they are. Wow. Like people walk around all the time saying, son, I'm a son of God. I'm yeah. a blood-bought child of God. I'm a son of God. My father. It, it doesn't matter what you say about you. It matters what he says about you but we're all going to a courtroom and we're going to have an accuser accusing us and i for one know that what he accused me of it's likely i'm guilty of and then we have an advocate with the father who either stands up for us or doesn't stand up for us and it doesn't matter if i say i'm innocent i'm innocent i'm not innocent or even if i say i deserve this sin jesus if jesus accepts me and makes me a sheep not a goat sees that i've got a lamp full of oil my branch bearing fruit, my seed on good soil, you know, just bearing the fruit of the gospel, then he's going to say, enter into my rest, my good and faithful son. No, but my question, but I guess. It's what he calls us. He calls us, but he lives inside of us when we ask, but he still makes his home in us. And he hasn't, he hasn't, at this moment in our life, he hasn't, what's it called, rejected us? So, I think there's a separation, right, between the, the spirit moving in someone's life and then living by the spirit so like there are people that we see jesus healed but then they didn't continue to walk correct right so there can be evidence of the spirit like touching your life it doesn't necessarily mean then he lives in you what you're saying is they're saying the spirit lives inside them yes i I have i cannot bear witness to that i can't hear the lord they hear him speaking and you're like well that sounds right on but like you said they you know they have some semblance of it because he's touching them but that's not the same jesus talks to a crowd of thousands They all hear him, but not all receive him. Okay. They all hear him, but not all obey him. Do you know him. what I'm saying to you? Um, not really. Yeah, well, I do. They say those things is what I'm saying. Okay. It doesn't mean it's. It doesn't mean the spirit lives in them. Hearing him, feeling him. Yeah. Well, we're trying to make it so they can hear him and feel him, because then hopefully they'll want to know more about him. Maybe they'll want to fall in love with him, and and we're trying to woo them into a love relationship with him. But all they really wanted was just set me free. I just want, I want you to I want you to come take Get care of my deal. Cart. Get the door, Jesus. Someone's knocking. Do the dishes, Jesus, kind of thing. It's like, heal my life. Fix me. Fix me. Uh, correct every wrong I've ever done. That might be their motive. But then they say, yeah, the, yeah, Jesus lives in my heart. But so, so if you're, 
If you're intentionally doing this list in, in mm -hmm. Galatians and you ask Jesus in your life and you're intentionally doing these things, is what I'm so I, I ask Jesus in my life and I'm intentionally doing drunkenness, envy, and carousing, does Jesus still live in me? I, I, I don't believe so. I don't know that I don't even know that he ever did. Paul the Apostle says if you do those things, then you never had him in the first place. You were never with us in the first That's, place. That was my question. And I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I'm not God. I, yeah. All I can do is keep going, looking around me, Read looking to examine the fruit that goes with me and walks with me. Okay. Hey, we're all headed for a we're all headed for a narrow door. It's further up and farther in. We're on a eyes on the prize, the upper call of God, you know, and it's we're on a journey. We're on a race. We're running to the finish line. And they say a lot of stuff, but it doesn't prove true in their life. Okay. I guess one, that's my, one, that was so, my question. So you want to know who definitely, where you can definitely start to see that the Holy Spirit, they, they're aware that the Holy Spirit's with them, is when they, when they sin, they are broken up about yeah. it. They, they really feel bad about it. Repentance. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're like, I, 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 want, I never wanted to put more on his cross or I never wanted to do that. It's like Paul says in Romans 6 or whatever, 6, 7 or 8. He says, you know, if you do what you want to do, there's no forgiveness for that. If you do what you don't want to do, it's real clear. Man, I didn't want to do that. I, I thought I was done with that. I thought I'd never do that again. I'm so sorry. It's good. That's the person you know probably has had Jesus That's good. up real deep in their life. But from a person saying he is doing, he's deep in my life, I, I don't know that we can... And the, the, and the intentional sin, yeah, the is, motive of their I heart. Mean, I, I think, think the, the other one is the second list, right? The fruit of the spirit, yeah, the, the, spirit. the love, joy, peace, patience, etc. Like, I think that most of the people who are still practicing life in the flesh, they may have momentary moments in his presence where they feel joy or peace or whatever, but it's not the place they're living their life out of. There isn't that abundance of peace that takes them through life it's it comes and goes and that's usually why they end up turning back to the flesh i think it's it's it's, it's god possess you or god just visiting you yeah. oh that's, that's great really, yeah i really think it, it's more about yeah. does he like possess that. you is he yeah. the lord of your, your every yeah. movement yeah. is he in charge of your life or that's is really he good. just visiting walking along I with like you yeah. spending the day with you to try to help turn you towards being owned by him being that's a slave true. a bond servant to the lord jesus christ Okay. Whose house is it? Yeah, whose yeah. house is this? Yeah. Yeah. And I think the spirit, the, yeah. the, the gifts of the spirit, I think it's really important that people understand the litmus test in your life is, you know, we've been Christians a long time. It's hard for us to look at our life and say, am I kinder? Am I better? See, there is no end to the spirit. So if the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, so all the way through, right? And, and so am I more controlled? Hmm. Am I more, do I have better control of myself? That's good. Do I love better in, sel in unselfish, selfless love? Do I love better? Hmm. Do I have more patience? Yeah. See, it's a litmus test. If you're right. not growing in this, if you're stagnant and sitting there, I have to wonder if there's any fertilizer in your soil mm -hmm. and the fertilizer of your soil is the presence and power of God. And you say, yeah, he's in my life, but you're not changing. You're not, you're not being transformed. You're not being perfected. You're not growing. Yeah. You're not repenting and praying and, and seeking his face. I wonder if you do have the spirit living in. So you're definitely probably not walking by the spirit 
and and they're they're in diametrically opposed to each other. It's good. You, you shouldn't be able practice. to walk in the flesh and the spirit. And you want to know if you do? Well, is the spirit growing? Is are you becoming more loving? Are you uh, are you seeing more patience, more kindness? Are you getting better and better, line upon line, precept upon precept, further up, farther in, continually, further up, farther in, day by day? Are you getting better at the gifts with the gifts of the Holy Spirit becoming more and more evident in your life? Yeah. And it says it says um, now to the now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Mm -hmm. So if, you know, if he's just a neighbor, if Jesus is just a neighbor that you visit occasionally, comes for the day, comes for the day yeah. but like you said, does he own, you know, is, is he your house, do, do, are we a bondservant of Christ? You know, I hate, I hate the fleshly aspect of my life. I don't like it, you know, when I have disputes or quarrels or arguments, you know, those are the ones I think probably, or defend, I defend mm -hmm. myself when I'm wronged. Those are the things I, I hate. I just don't want those anymore. They're so fleshly, but I'm trying to work out my salvation with fear and trembling, and I'm not always 100%, but I'm trying to shoot at the target. If you didn't hate it, that's what you need to concern yourself with. Yeah. I know I'm wrong, and I don't mind being wrong. i got to defend me. You know, That's wrong. Yeah, that's wrong, and, and I don't mind being wrong. Yeah. Well, that's, there's, something, there's definitely something wrong with you. Yeah, <laughs> you know. yeah he's calling us to... Higher standard. A higher standard, and I think, like you said, I, I really liked what you're saying, Steve. That the the second list, the list of the fruit of the spirit, should be increasing, ever increasing yes. in our lives. Yes, right? it's great. And the, and I guess to that, then this, the first list of the flesh should be ever decreasing in our lives. If, That's you know, good, you know, decreasing, if, increasing. Like yeah. if there's going to be, we might have a moment where we feel jealous sure. for a second, but that should be less and less. It shouldn't be every day I feel jealous. And it you shouldn't be, give you know, excuse to it. Right, exactly. That's what you just said. Recognize it as sin and work work on it when it does appear, as opposed to, you know. I do like that. Yeah. One list should be de decreasing, and like a teeter-totter, right? It just yeah, should definitely. be with a fulcrum, and, and then the other list should be increasing, and if it's going the opposite way, you might want to look at your life. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, And that idea that Jesus talks about, that, you know, a, a, a good tree bears good fruit, and a bad tree bears bad fruit, so what kind of tree are you? <laughs> that's, that's, the, right. that's the other yeah. question. You know? And the fruit grows, yeah. right? It's, it's not always fruit. It's no. just there's different stages of fruit. Yep. But it's like, but I think a lot of my friends... You know, a lot of Christians just give excuse. Yeah. And they say, I got saved 44 years ago, and that's all that was required of me. Mm. And I just don't, as I read the, as I read the, his words, I just don't think that's accurate. No. Well, I know it's not. Right. But if we live by the Spirit, we also walk by the by Spirit. The Spirit. Mm. You know, it's in our comings, goings, yeah. our daily life. It's in the Forefront. steps yeah. of our life. It is, and he even says it's evident. It's self-evident. Yeah. It's obvious, and that's the litmus test. Is it obvious? That's right. Are you becoming more generous? Mm. Do you enjoy more giving more today than you enjoyed giving less yesterday? Mm. I mean, yesterday you might have enjoyed it, but do you enjoy giving more today? Is it more joy, more giving, more laying down your life, more service? Like you know, or is it always wood? I got you more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I. I me, I'm just so grateful for everything he lets me do. Mm. And I wish there was more. Yeah. And sometimes with my physical body getting old, I, I really lament. I really lament that I can't do more. You know, I'm, I don't get to be the one running out ahead of everybody else uh, saying, come with me, I'll show you the way anymore, you know, because I, I can't run out ahead. Yeah. But uh, 
so I, I look at the rest of my life. Is it, is it self-evident that I love Jesus? And, you know, being married for all these years, I can, I, I hopefully he can too. You know, I can look at him and say, I remember who he was when we got married, mm-hmm. you know, the first kid, you know, the first hardship and how he walked through it. Because oftentimes, like with your children, you never see them grow. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, and then they, you bring your child back three months ago later and somebody's like, oh, he's grown so much. I think in Christianity, sometimes we don't see ourselves grow, but other people do. Yeah. You know, like I see, I've seen Steve grow in 44 years. You know, he's not absolutely not even the same person you know and it's his list his good list is increasing his bad list is decreasing mm-hmm. yeah uh, i hope so yeah and i think i hope he would say the same thing about me amen <laughs> sister <laughs> amen that's really good i think like so this yeah this this is the invitation from jesus from paul i guess but yes. is, to, is to walk by the spirit and not not live according to the flesh or the law right like I like that same. If you were led by the Spirit, then you are not under the law. I mean, and we really don't want to be under the law because that, that doesn't work well, out too well for us either, right? So. And again, that's another problem I think that I see in, um, after 44 years is that people want to be under the law and the, uh, the old covenant, new mix covenant, in, mix in the covenant, mix in the covenant. And it's like, no, I want to be. I want to read the whole Bible because God doesn't change. But I want to be under the new covenant. I want to see what Jesus says, and I want to endeavor. To re- and his, and his, his disciples and apostles, I want to endeavor to live practically what they said, mm-hmm. what he said. You know, somebody's posting a whole bunch of posts all over the Internet now from 19th century and 20th century preachers, um, early 20th century preachers. Mm-hmm. And the question is, what does the church need? And they were so clear. We need to make sure that we know nothing but Christ crucified. Mm-hmm. And we know nothing but Christ and Christ crucified. And it was, a, it was remarkable. And they're big names, you know, uh, big names in Christian history, all the way back to the, even the 14th century, you know. And um, it's, uh, it's really remarkable how far we've gotten from Jesus and knowing nothing else but Jesus and him crucified. Yeah, I I just I just want to encourage you to read the Gospels. Yes. Read the Gospels. Read the Gospels. Don't study the Gospels. Read the Gospels. When you're done reading them three or four times, then study them. Then break them down. But just let yourself be inundated to where you start. Even in talking about dinner, you quote the Gospels. In talking about sports, you quote the Gospels. Yeah. Your favorite movies, you quote the Gospels. Your favorite stories are the Gospels, and just keep reading it until you're almost saturated with the Gospel of Jesus Christ, His sayings, His words, His His times, That's right. what He believed, what He says. It's Come just on. shocking. Yeah. And and get yourself foundation on this rock. I will build my church, Peter. On this rock, I give you the keys to the kingdom. Change His name to a sliver of the rock, because what Peter says is, "You're the Christ, the Son of the Living God." And he says, "Upon this." Upon this truth, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my That's Father right. revealed this to you. The Spirit revealed this to you. And you, and on this rock, the knowledge of I am Christ, the Son of the living God, this is where I'll build my church. And uh, that's what I want so yeah. desperately for the church to get back to. And I, I was thrilled to be reading these posts lately from, I just, I'm just fading on the names. John G. But, Lake. But Jean G. Lake was one of them. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it was. Uh, yeah, Isabel posted it. Yeah. And uh, you know, I said that, right? Um, no. Okay. Um, yeah. 
So, uh, it, yeah, it said that, you know, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit to, is as powerful. It should be as powerful in us as it was in Christ. Yeah, in Christ, right. right. Yeah. yeah. It, anyway, it just goes on and on, all these different people being quoted. And, and I, it was way more than him. I actually heard recordings. So it was during a record. It was obviously in the late 19th century when voices started being recorded or even the early 20th when at the turn of when voices started being recorded and to hear them people like amy semple mcpherson or 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 the other the other wild and crazy uh, generals of the faith that Catherine coleman uh yeah i i I never heard one from her but but like that you know yeah in in like kind so it's like you know it's like if we could do if we could do anything we could beg beg every person listening we would say to read read the gospels yeah over and over and over again. Get back to reading Get back. The do not read anything else for a season and just read that. Yes. It'll clarify so many things. And read Jesus and don't dis- discount anything he says. That's really good. He definitely calls us to a, to a standard mm-hmm. and to a life. And not just a standard that's hard, but also a life that's good and free. It's and great. Joyful and peaceful. Absolutely. And just filled with good stuff. You do know? you love your life? I do love my I life. I love my life. Yeah. And is, is it hard every day? Not every day. Well, well, I was gonna say yeah. <laughs> I mean, not there's like, up, there's like, up and not, downs. Not aware. It's not like every day is a. Oh, no. I just have to brace myself to somehow no, no. get through the but day. But there's up and no. ups and downs. No. There's ups and downs in life. But yeah. but the, the but building your uh, house on the rock, right? Yeah. And if he said the storms are gonna come, and, and we've had to all have have had storms, yes. but we're I'm so happy. You're happy. I yeah. know you're happy. Are you happy? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Church Podcast today. I hope this episode encouraged you, inspired you, maybe even challenged you to keep seeking after everything Jesus has for you and the life he calls you to live. If you haven't already, please take a moment and subscribe to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. That way you'll get every episode each week when it's released. It would really help us if you could rate, review, and even share this podcast with anyone that you think would be encouraged by it. Help us spread the message to more people so that we can all live out this Christianity the way Jesus intended it to be. If you would like to get in touch with us, have any questions about the podcast, the topics, or even like us to pray for you, you can do so by emailing us at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.